This is Glenn Crooks on Frame. Today, with 21-year-old New York City FC homegrown James Sands, ahead of Tuesday's playoff match at New England. James uh, getting ready for uh, what is uh, perhaps the biggest playoff game in in the history of the franchise, I think. You know, it's that... It's that thing about not being able to get past the conference semifinals, and I think you've been around long enough to have sensed that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a big game for all of us, um, but I think we just kind of have to look at it as, you know, we don't have a lot of pressure on ourselves. Um, you know, we're the away team. We're the underdog for this one. You know, everybody expects the, you know, runaway shield winners to, to win at home. So I think for us, we just have to play with no pressure and, you know, not try to think too much about what's happened in, in past years. I want to get to New England in a moment, but uh, the Atlanta game, which got you to this point, uh, I looked back and I was like, well, that was your first MLS playoff game. <laughs> it was. You know, yeah. and uh, there have been circumstances, but what was that like? It was very nice to get that off my back a little bit. Um, just, you know, having been a starter for two, two and a half seasons and never having played a playoff game is is tough, and it you know, it was tough for me not to be able to, to help the team in those years. So, you know, to finally go out and, you know, win a playoff game, it, uh, w- it was special. And, you know, I'm, I'm 1-0, so <laughs> keep it going. Well, you've been in a, in a number of pressure situations mm-hmm. in your career, even on the academy level in big moments and obviously with the U.S. men's national team. But was it special? Is there is there a playoff vibe when you play in a game like that? There definitely is, and I think – you know, to play a playoff game at Yankee Stadium was special because, you know, that, you know, it's such a unique venue to our team and it, you know, really represents so much about the club and, you know, to have the fans there, it, it, it was really special. And I think to beat to beat Atlanta, who, you know, we've had good games against in the past was, uh, you know, even more special. James Sands, our guest, and uh, the Atlanta game uh, saw you in the midfield. Mm-hmm. Um, you <coughs> played at the back, uh, and now uh, my broadcast partner, Maddie and Lawrence, and I, have, we, you know, we've argued over time just mm-hmm. to, what, what do we think uh, James Sands best fits? What's his most effective position? Now we have to add right back into it. <laughs> so, uh, I guess so. You know, because um, you've played four matches in, in that position. That versatility, um, it's proven to be very valuable for the club and I think for the national team as well. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I've ever asked you this. Do, do you think that sometimes – works against you when you're when you're trying to firm up a spot you know where you could work every day at the same position how do you look at that uh, versatility part of it and and your own development um you know I, I don't really think so I think you know the way I play right back the way I play center back the way I play midfield it's you know it's a different spot on the field but the way I play it is the same um you know relying on you know short passes connecting with the guys around you um and I think, you know, I'm able to switch between those positions just because I've got a good kind of understanding of the game. Um, you know, it does take a little bit of time to, you know, go from one position to the next, just, you know, from a technical standpoint. Um, like, for example, you know, at center back, you don't have to check your shoulder as much. Like, right. When you're turning in midfield. Everything's in front like of you that. for the most part. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. So it, it on that front, it does take a little bit of an adjustment, but I think, you know, tactically... Uh, you know, all the pictures look the same, so I think that's why I'm able to do it, you know, as I have done. When you're in the midfield, then, what is the adjustment getting at better angles, or what do you have to do to give yourself more awareness to make that adjustment? I think it, it's just about, you know, checking your, 
you know, for me, it's about checking your shoulder. It's more about, you know, like looking who's in your blind spot a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a, as a center back, you can su- kind of, uh, you know, see a couple plays ahead because you're at the back of the field. And I think as, you know, a midfielder, it's a little bit tougher to do that just because sure. it's moving so quick. Um, so I think that's kind of the big difference. Now, how about fullback or right back or <laughs> inverted right back yeah. or whatever we want to call it? When you've played there, you have found yourself uh, more central yeah. and maybe not as advanced as a typical fullback. Yeah, I mean, when they've put me there, the uh, the message from the coaches has been pretty clear and and that, you know, you're they wanted me to be almost as a third center back when I'm doing that with the ball, um, you know, and that suits my strengths much better. Um, you know, I'll be the first to tell you I'm not going to, out in the overlap and put in a bunch of crosses um you know as a traditional right back would so it's for me when i play that position it's about you know coming centrally and you know being as a center back or you know as a midfielder sort of out of the back you made a pass at inter miami i'm wondering if this is one of your better deliveries in your career it was over a great distance it was on the deck it got into maxi mm-hmm. and then maxi to tati and that proved to be the game winner so you had to gain some comfort. You've always been a good pass mm-hmm. for the ball, but that was over a distance. Yeah, and I, you know, I think it goes back to just being able to to see the picture. Um, you know, I could see very clearly what was happening, and you know, at each position, you kind of have a couple options that you run through, um, and that's that's one of them. So, you know, it, you first have to have the movement, which you know Maxie's great at, and then it's just about delivering the pass. James, I uh, interviewed Dan Fradley. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was during the pandemic and, you know, had a nice, long, mm-hmm. comfortable chat. And I asked him the question, who's the number one player on the on the first team who feels like they uh, they have to see themselves and have to continue yeah. to analyze themselves, you know, whether it's every day or – and he immediately said James Sands. Uh, I, I wonder how much time do you really spend – watching yourself and whether it's with a coach whether it's on your own to evaluate your own performance and and mm-hmm. and, and how that helps you develop yeah I, I do spend quite a bit of time um, you know I watch all the trainings we have here um, you know I watch all the games so you know pretty much everything I'm involved in I'll, I'll watch back at least at least once um, and I think it's important for me because that's you know such a big part of my game and you know, understanding pictures and being tactically aware, that's, you know, that's my strength. So, you know, I'm not going to outrun someone. I'm not going to, you know, shoot it harder than someone. Like all those skill sets, you know, I'm not going to be better than some guys, but, you know, where I can separate myself is through kind of that understanding of the game. And positioning yourself yeah. early in moments yeah. Yeah. To, uh, to offset a, your uh, your blazing speed. Race. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What can you give a, uh, a specific example of something maybe you, you you saw and you say, wow, this is where I really need to make an adjustment. Is there something in your game? You know, I think when I watch a lot of times I try and just see what kind of spaces are open, um, you know, what passes specifically that are maybe open and that I'm not hitting. Um, like so an early ball, for, so for instance, an early you know, ball, doing it earlier? Yep. Uh, I think a lot of the time, especially with how we play, um, you know, with the wingers coming inside, you know, those are the passes that really, really hurt the other team. And, you know, they're not easy to find, but the top players um, who play six or who play center back are able to find them. So I think moments like that. So you're going to be it's, uh, on the artificial turf- mm-hmm. uh, surface at Gillette where you've played before. Some have referred to it as, you know, one of the more difficult surfaces to mm-hmm. play on. How do you rate it and how does that impact your game? 
Um, you know, it's it's actually, I think it's pretty decent. It's you know, it's a big field and the turf plays very quickly. So, you know, for a team you know like ourselves that wants to have the ball a lot, you know, having a a big pitch um, where the surface plays fast, I think is is helpful. And you know, I really don't have any issues with it. Um, having said that, I'm also 21, so my knees don't. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, they do well, pretty well on turf, whereas, you know, some other guys might have an issue. Yeah, yeah. Well, yes, the the okay. youth will be served <laughs> yes. with uh, with James Sands. Your summer just, uh, you know, it was uh, really has been a fantastic year for you and summer. Uh, what happened with the Gold Cup? Five straight starts mm-hmm. then invited to September qualifiers and um, you got a, a, a big moment in the uh, 4-1 mm-hmm. win over Honduras. No invitation in October, November. You're called in late when uh, there are some suspensions. So how do you see everything now uh, at the age of 21 uh, within the U.S. men's national team framework? I think, you know, if there's anything I've learned from this year, it's just to kind of stay, you know, even keel about everything that comes. Um, Because, you know, at, at the Gold Cup, winning the Gold Cup was such a high. And then, you know, you look within that and there's one or two games where you don't play as well. And, you know, it's such a low. So... Um, you know, I think as long as I keep, you know, working and focusing on myself, um, you know, there'll be more highs and there'll be more lows. So it's just about dealing with that. And, you know, I think for me, Greg has been, you know, really positive when I've talked to him. So even when I haven't been called up, I still feel like I've been in the picture of players in the pool. Um, so that, you know, keeps me motivated a little bit. Yeah, we talked about your versatility earlier. Mm-hmm. That could well have been the reason you got called in because mm-hmm. it was a midfielder and a back who were suspended, yeah. right? So, yeah, I certainly think so and I think going forward in tournaments they have where they can only bring, you know, 22, 23 people, you know, having a player like myself who can play multiple stop spots, I think is pretty useful. All right, James, well, you're in a big spot here. Uh, what what would this mean if you had a success against New England considering you're a New York guy? Mm-hmm. You came in uh, 2015 with the academy, worked your way through and a possible fantastic moment here I think for us to make it uh, you know as far as this club has ever been in playoffs would be you know so amazing and you know to have you know to be part of that would be special and I think to have multiple homegrowns being part of that would make it even more special uh, so myself Andres Tavon um, you know Justin you know all the guys who have been with this team this whole year I think it I think it means a lot and you know will be a be a big moment for the club Tavon doesn't seem to feel the pressure when he's out there. He's he's uh, kind of special in that way, isn't he? He works on a different wavelength <laughs> than everyone else. But for a young player, if you think like that, I think it's an advantage. That's New York City FC homegrown and MLS All-Star James Sands. This is Glenn Crooks on Frame.